What is up, everybody? This is a latest edition of CSG Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jeff Morton. Um, Ross and Nate will be back soon. I, we will, we're going to do something special. We're going to do something real special soon, so uh, uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but in the meantime, I want to tell you about King Law Firm, who is the sponsors of the solo CSG ad, uh, adventures. Um, if you are find yourself in the unfortunate situation of being disabled and you need to access that social security that uh, you have paid into um, you really do need a, a law firm like King Law Firm behind you um, they will fight for your best interests. they will fight for you uh, it is very valuable that you have someone in your corner like that if you find yourself disabled and unable to work uh, it is a long painful drawn out process and uh, in order for you to go through that sort of thing, you need someone who is your advocate. And there's no, one, no better one in Denver than King Law Firm. Uh, it's been a long-term law firm started by Jim King. Um, and if you go in, ask for Kylan King. Contact them at www.kinglawfirmco.com. That is kinglawfirmco.com. And ask for Kylan King. And tell them Jeff Morton sent you. Okay, well, uh, I wasn't going to podcast the rest of this week. And then, um, as in off-season, off-season Twitter, um, some shit comes up that, uh, that you just have to comment on. And, and in my case, uh, it was the never-ending, stupid... Uh, Nikola Jokic debate. Now, this time it was Nikola Jokic versus Joel Embiid. Um, and then actually it started out with Nikola Jokic versus Carl Anthony Towns, and it involved into Joel Embiid. And you know what? It is stupid as it's just stupid. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna say something else, but it's just stupid. Um, and it's stupid because it exposes a lot of the dividing line uh, in, in um, NBA fandom, I should say. There's an element of, of this that plays out, and there is no lightning rod in the league better or, uh, as a, a better example of this than Nikola Jokic. And you all, uh, most of you are Nuggets fans who are listening to this, thinking, like, how could that be? It's obvious to us what he does. Well, it has less to do with that than it has to do with how people consume their NBA um, viewing, how they analyze their NBA viewing, and what they look for in their favorite NBA players. And I will go through this step by step, and this will be the sum and total of this CSG podcast today. Number one, uh, Nikola Jokic is not seen like others are. Uh, and you would think in this era of NBA League Pass and things like that, that the this wouldn't be an issue. But uh, unfortunately for Nikola Jokic, uh, he is still in a market, Denver, which isn't a widely viewed market. And when you have a player step out like this, a couple things need to happen. You need to have hype. Uh, they need to be American, and looking and, and people bring up Carmelo Anthony and, and what he did with Denver. 
Keep in mind, Carmelo Anthony was a highly touted prospect, American prospect, who uh, had just won an NCAA championship with the Syracuse Orangemen in 2003. His profile could not have been higher unless his name was LeBron James coming into 2003. There was a reason Carmelo Anthony ended up being the third pick in the draft, okay? And should have been the second pick in the draft, if we are really honest with ourselves. Um, so that is a difference. Nikola Jokic is, was a second-round pick from Serbia, and there is still, you know, I wouldn't say it's an anti-European thing, but it is certainly a... It is a... People aren't as willing to embrace someone from Europe in a market like Denver... They are much more willing to embrace someone in a European market if they say we're in, oh, I don't know, New York, where they get to be seen all the time. It is just the nature of, I mean, let's face it, folks. The people in Denver don't even watch the Nuggets. Okay? And this team has been here for, this This is going to be their 52nd season, right? So when I tell you that this is a, a issue that is with the Denver Nuggets, it is because no one clicks on League Pass to see the Denver Nuggets unless they are playing their favorite team. It's a fact. It is something that you can't get around. It is something that you, if you are if you are watching and consuming NBA highlights, you don't seek out Nikola Jokic unless you're from Serbia, or your Nugget the Nuggets are your team. Point blank. It's just. I mean, people think with NBA League Pass, things have changed. This is not true. There's a lot of all-NBA fans, um, but that is not nearly what it is with the NFL, which is a national league where every game is on national television. This is still very much a regional sport, and you aren't going to be able to escape this if you are the Denver Nuggets. What the Denver Nuggets need to do is get into the playoffs. More people will see them more national TV games, things will begin to change, yada, yada, okay? That's point number one. Point number two, Nikola Jokic is extremely unathletic and extremely goofy. Now, Joel Embiid is able to do what he does with the impunity that he does um, but he, you, every, anyone looks at Joel Embiid, they look at him, he's got the, he's got the, uh, David Robinson muscles. He's got that supreme athletic build. And then that, unfortunately, even in this day and age, you have to look a certain way and it has to do almost completely with the fetishization of, of athleticism. You know, basketball is one of those games where, you know, yeah, you great athletes, right? And even Nikola Jokic, who is uh, basically a, a seven-foot lump of clay, um, even he is far more athletic than your average person. But in NBA terms, he's not. And people still fetishize athleticism. Plus, he is one goofy motherfucker. And his personality is so quirky that it kind of lends people to take him not seriously at all, right? And then when you see him on the court, he complains a lot. And he said this year that he is going to 
work on his complaining with officials. Um, but when people see that all that, they don't take him seriously. And, it, and let's face it, folks, it's very easily easy to not take Nikola Jokic seriously because of his personality, his athleticism, and the way he complained to refs. It is just, it's one of those things. And it is, it is almost entirely based on not xenophobia with, you know, uh, European thing, which I don't think is a, as big a factor as it used to be. Otherwise, Joel Embiid wouldn't, even though he did go to uh, Kansas, Otherwise, Joel Embiid wouldn't have this. It wouldn't be having an issue. Ben Simmons is from Australia. Um, that's not as big an issue as it was in the 90s. Okay, um, But we're, what we're seeing here is that since, you know, Nikola Jokic, let's face it, he's not going to be on the cover of Men's Magazine with his shirt off, um, even if he's in fantastic shape. It's just not going to happen. Um, and he, you look at him and you think, eh, I just have no reason to take him seriously. Now, part two of that is it's hard to quantify and be very, and it's hard to have a tangible grasp on basketball IQ, right? Everyone saw Steve Nash's bas- basketball IQ, but it didn't get, uh, it took Nash, I mean, this is a lot of revisionist history with Steve Nash. Steve Nash was in the year five, six years before people started appreciating him. And then you could argue that it was eight full eight years when he got to uh, Phoenix in 2004 before he really, really started to be appreciated. Remember, he was the MVP in 2004, and I believe again in 2005. That was when people finally started appreciating him and, and what he was able to do. But most of Steve Nash's thing was his basketball IQ. Uh, the Nuggets haven't won. They uh, won 46 games last year and didn't make the playoffs. And if you are in a situation like that, people want to see results. And people, even fans in Denver, want to see results. And it's hard to appreciate basketball IQ and all the things that... And let's face it, assists are part of basketball IQ. Scoring at the right time is part of basketball IQ. Um, knowing where to angle on a rebound, that's bad basketball IQ. Um, there's a lot, a lot to go that goes into the NBA, and um, Nikola Jokic has all of that, in, as far as the mental aspect of it, in a very um, unathletic package. But if you ask your ba- average basketball fan about basketball IQ, they won't. It will be rate very, very low on the things that they look for. Um, they look at, uh, say, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And they say, well, he takes two steps and can get to the basket from the free three-point line, or even one step. That's what they look at. Well, Nikola Jokic ain't doing that. And I believe that is part of it. That is part of the perception. Point three is something that is going to infuriate people, but it is part of the discussion. It's very much a part of the discussion. And it is part of a overall dividing line that is extremely, extremely stark. Andy Bailey, who uh, uh, everyone will know out there if you follow him on Twitter, very much a stats head. Uh, Adam Marez has had him, Marez has had him on his uh, Locked On Nuggets podcast. Um, 
very much a stats head. And uh, he put out a tweet putting out all these advanced stats that Nikola Jokic uh, has over Joel Embiid. All of which, with you and me as your average Nuggets fans, know because we look at it and we see it every day, right? But to your average person who has not seen Nikola Jokic, it, it is perceived much differently. These advanced stats are per, unfairly, by the way, unfairly, and you guys know me, I'm, I'm not going to cape for stats, right? But unfairly, uh, people look at these stats and they say, you're just making, you can fit stats to fit anything you, you want. Uh, Nikola Jokic is defen- de- defensively deficient. Um, he's not nearly as bad as people say he is, but because he's not athletic, uh, guards tend to roast him. Uh, that he's going to take, take it's going to take him a long time to get over the I, Isaiah Thomas clowning him thing. Um, it's just the way it is. Now we look at these and think, okay, well, any guard will be able to roast uh, a six foot ten, six foot eleven center. Uh, it just it, unless they are Giannis, who is not a center. So obviously that is part of it, but it's it's hard to get out of that perception, right? But when people see these advanced stats, they don't believe them. And what it becomes is another pissing match between people who are uh, advanced stats advocates who use them in their basketball analysis and then people who don't see Nikola Jokic, your average fan. And by the way, your average fan does not use advanced stats um, in their basketball viewing. Your average fan just clicks on the television and wants to be entertained. These people who have Twitter accounts don't see... I mean, they don't see Nikola Jokic, and then they see these advanced stats, and they think, you nerds, all you want to do is push your favorite player on us, and they reject it. And people need to understand that that is not going away. It is very much a part of, of, of what's going on, and people need to accept it um, on both sides. It's just the way it is. If you want to talk about the great aspects of Nikola Jokic, which we all have seen, the passing, the ability to initiate an offense, the way he conducts and orchestrates, much like a, a con, you know, he really is a, con, a basketball conductor. He is a guy who directs you. He points you to where you need to be. You need to be in sync with him. All of this shit, right? All of it. He's very good at not as great on the defensive end, but as I said, he's not nearly as bad as people make him out to be. It's just a perception. Well, combine all these things together, and you've got basically a mountain that Nikola Jokic needs to climb. We all understand how great he is, but what it's going to take is for the Nuggets to get in the playoffs and for Jokic to be the difference maker. The Nuggets came close, and I said uh, there, there, was, there was a moment, there was an opportunity here with the Nuggets, specifically Jokic, in that essentially what amounted to a play-in game in Minnesota, game 82, last year. Nikola Jokic took over the game in the second half, and I've been, I personally have been waiting for Jokic to do it. I've been waiting for Jokic to step up and take over a game like in that way, in clutch. You know, because that's really when people start start going oh yeah 
this guy. This guy's got something. Now I see what that. And it was it was starting. It was starting, and it was happening. I, mean, I forget how much many how many points Jokic scored in the second half, but you know it was a lot. And uh, I think he ended up with thirty six points. I mean, he he outplayed Towns like you wouldn't believe uh, in that game. And what happened was we get down to the last play of regulation, and Jokic uh, gets forced out to the uh, the three point line by Taj Gibson. And ball goes off his hands out of bounds, and it was to in Jokic's defense that was a poorly designed play by Michael Malone. Uh, they needed a second option there, and they didn't have it. And when Gibson Gibson had forced Jokic out to that far, they needed a second option. They didn't give Jokic a chance because I think that has kind of reversed that perception that he was starting because remember that game was on national tv and people it was a great game too and people were like getting all excited i was excited i was pacing um which i haven't done in a long time watching nuggets games and it was it was fun but the ending was an anti-climax that you really wish turned out differently because the nuggets really deserved to win that game and I think Malone kind of did Jokic a, a bad deal there. Didn't give him a chance. And I think that that part has hurt his perception again. And But he had that opportunity, and it was there. So now you see, though, when if Jokic steps up on a national stage like that in a game that means in a lot, where he takes over a game, that means a ton. And that is where Jokic will start turning around. It's not people lecturing with advanced stats it's not uh just shouting into the wind on twitter and saying that you know you you Jokic, you need to understand this about Jokic. you need this you need this that is not fair to Jokic, and it's and honestly people are rejecting it and we, you've seen this over and over people have seen this over and over and over the last three years since the Jokic train began how people have rejected Advanced and it's not an advanced stats necessarily versus eye tests thing, but it's more of a why are you pushing this person on us that we haven't seen, uh, we don't watch, and uh, all this stuff. And then when they see it, they reject it because they think you're pushing your own pet peeve. Then it becomes an analytics thing where you nerds, and uh, that is unfair, completely unfair, but it's part of it. And it's an actual, legitimate part of it. The blowback was always going to happen to this. So what needs to happen is on Jokic. If Jokic is going to be a a person that steps out and becomes one of those guys, you know, quote-unquote, he's going to need to do it on the national stage in a big way. And he came so close against Minnesota. It came so close. You see the potential right there. So let's see if he can do it again. It's on Jokic, and you know what, Nuggets fans, it should be. They just paid Jokic $146 million. It should be on Jokic to step up and do it. And you know what, I wouldn't want it in any other way. Okay, thank you for joining me again on this CSU podcast. I appreciate it. Um, and I think podcast number 300 we're coming up on. We'll, we'll, we'll have a special one for you. So 
Anyway, thank you all for joining me, and I'll be talking to you later. Goodbye.